Hi there, it's Sewa and welcome to episode 42 of the She's Off Script podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. I can't believe it's been a year since I left my corporate job. In that span of time, there have been so many times when I felt like a fraud or felt like I didn't belong or that I couldn't call myself a business owner or an entrepreneur. You know, sometimes people send me messages praising the work I've done so far, and I actually want to ask them, did you mean to send that to me? Now, as a business owner, I've even thought to myself that You know, a project I was bidding for was too big for my small company. But fast forward to today, I'm on the verge of launching one of my biggest and most audacious goals. And while I'm still getting a little tingle of excitement and still hear that little voice that asks if I have the right to do this, I am now able to charge full steam ahead towards this goal because of what I've learned about myself over the past year. So today, I'm sharing practical tips on how I've gone from feeling like a fraud that has no right to call myself an entrepreneur to now being fearless as I work towards my biggest dreams. Before we dive into this episode, just a quick reminder that I would love to share your off-script moments on this podcast and hear where your off-script journey has taken you. Whether you've changed careers, ended a relationship, started a new business, moved countries, or significantly changed your mindset, I would love to hear your story. If you would like to be featured as the Offscript Listener of the Week, send me an email to hi at she'soffscript.com. With that, let's dive into the episode. I have found that the most difficult thing for people to do is to start. Just starting. Sometimes we research, we talk about our ideas, we change our minds and talk ourselves out of things because we think our dream is too big. Who knows why we do it? But at the end of the day, we don't start. I've already shared on here how it took me years to get to the point where I was ready to start my own business. Now, if you're new here, I run a digital media and strategy firm called Pele & Co, where we develop, produce, and distribute content highlighting women who have created unique paths to success. We also partner and consult with brands to help them establish an impactful digital footprint that appeals to their audience. This podcast is actually produced by my company, Pele & Co., and soon we'll be expanding our media offerings. And I'm really excited about taking this next step, but just think, where would I be if I had not started on this journey a year ago? I had a plan in mind, but I had no idea where this plan would lead me. And maybe the fact that I didn't know all the right steps to take was something that was holding me back before and maybe is holding you back. But I have to say that you can only plan out so much. We're not omniscient. We can't see around corners. So here are some practical tips on how you can just start. Once you have the dream or goal in mind, you just need to walk backward from that goal and write down all the steps you think you will need in order to accomplish the goal. In some cases, you'll need to do some research just to fill in some gaps about what those steps are going to require, but I would implore you to keep this research extremely surface level so you don't get bogged down in overanalyzing things. 
I know research is sometimes an excuse we use for not just getting started. We have information overload sometimes and then it causes us to freeze. And I know this is advice that you've probably heard before, but here's how I have approached it. I had to become okay with focusing on only two steps at a time, what I'm currently working on and what it will lead to. When I first started this podcast, for example, I set a goal of where I wanted to be by my 100th episode, as far as the caliber of guests, number of downloads, and other milestones and KPIs that I set for myself. Once I had those goals in mind, I needed to focus on step one for episode one. I couldn't be worrying about episode 100 when I hadn't even recorded episode one. And along the way, I've had to course correct and I've tried new things and I've sought advice and really the path to my goal has not been the same as what I thought it was going to be when I first started. So more specifically, when I first started the podcast, I ran a lot of social media ads and while they gave me, you know, a temporary bump, I found that the people that discovered me through the ads did not really engage with me as much as people who had organically found the podcast, and they just didn't stick around. So after doing some research, I came across a webinar by Pat Flynn. If you're not familiar with him, he is an OG podcaster with more than one top-ranking show and millions of downloads, books, courses. You get the idea. He's great. He's successful. So after attending a webinar with Pat Flynn, I heard him say that even he hadn't cracked the code on Facebook ads for podcast promotion. So hearing this, I took his advice on other ways to market the podcast. And I have to say, just that small pivot has yielded a bigger return than the Facebook ads I was running. So I say this to say it's okay to pivot once you've gotten started. For some of you, you might find that your ultimate goals change. Or if you started not knowing what your goal would be or what your ultimate goal is, you could probably create those goals along the way. But you just need to be comfortable with the idea of not knowing where you're going. And quite honestly, if you find that your goals are changing, don't fight it. Just go with the flow. And... As a chronic planner, I can't believe I'm saying go with the flow, but I have found that being rigid and unwilling to adapt can slowly kill your business. When I first started on this journey, I didn't know exactly how to start. I felt like I had no right to be launching a podcast, but here I am, 42 episodes in. Start today. Whatever it is that you're dreaming of launching, start today and a year from now, you'll look back and won't be able to believe what you've accomplished. Okay, so now continuing on this recap of my fraud to fearless journey, once I was knee deep in entrepreneurship, I had gotten over the fear of starting. I was executing on my plans, but I now entered another territory that had me feeling like a fraud again and feeling like I wasn't doing enough. When they say comparison is the thief of joy, there is definitely truth to it. Now, as I watched people around me reaching milestones, I started to wonder if I should be hitting those milestones as well, or if I should be landing as many clients as they appear to be landing. Eventually, I had to hit the brakes on that line of thinking because you have to realize social media is a highlight reel. I had to remind myself of that. Very few people are transparent with the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
You don't know what people have had to do or go through or sacrifice to get to where they are. So don't feel like a fraud because you're trying to live up to their timeline. So once I put on blinders and started to truly run my own race, I have to say that I've become more fearless. Quite frankly, there aren't a lot of people in the space I'm about to enter anyway, so there really is no point in looking around. It's so liberating to be in that frame of mind where you're not constantly looking for outside validation. In many cases, we are charting new paths. People probably haven't been in exactly the same shoes as you're in right now, so don't look to them for validation. You should definitely leverage the blueprint of those who've come before you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but also don't feel like you have to walk in lockstep with them either. Don't let comparison make you feel like you don't belong and that you aren't precisely where you're supposed to be. Okay, so this all sounds nice and motivating, but in practice, let's dive into how I've actually put on blinders and gotten more fearless in this area of my journey. So first and probably easiest is to do some social media cleansing. There's so many fabulous girl bosses and business owners out there doing amazing things. Don't get me wrong, they can be such an inspiration. But if you find that you're getting distracted by what they're doing, or if they make you second guess or feel bad about what you're doing, you need to check in with yourself to understand where that feeling is coming from or where those feelings are coming from. Maybe you truly do need advice and counsel on something that's not going so well with your own business or in your life. If the feeling is jealousy or anxiety, is it anxiety about something that's coming up next for you? You need to find out exactly what's triggering you. You need to address it and then cut it out of your life if you need to. The brand of inspiration on whatever IG account is making you feel this way just may not be for you in this season of your life. Once you've addressed your triggers, you could probably double back to them once you're in a different phase of your journey. But if it isn't inspirational for you at this point, don't let it distract you. Cleanse it out. Next, I would build a board of directors around you. To clarify, this is a personal board of directors. It's not a board of directors that sits around a company. For me, this is a group of people I rely on to tell me like it is. Their collective voice is like my true north. Now, you have to make sure that this group of people is a group that challenges and pushes you rather than a group that's just an echo chamber that hypes you up. You can't build an empire on, yes, girl, you did that, girls. I know it's good to get your ego stroked every now and then, but that can't be all you hear. For me personally, I know there's always something I can do better. So I want to surround myself with people who can give it to me straight. So once you've gathered this group of people, it's your responsibility to share your dreams with them in an honest way. Don't hedge, just lay it all out there. But then you also want to check in with them at regular intervals so they can help you stay on task. It's not really their responsibility to keep checking in with you. For me personally, the biggest shareholder on my board of directors is my husband. We actually just celebrated our ninth wedding anniversary. So at this point, you better believe we are not shy about putting it all out there with each other. He has an amazing BS detector. When it comes to my business, he doesn't let me get away with anything. He's very by the facts and data driven, and he will put me to task about my metrics. 
now he's not the one I check in with about the more creative aspects of my business. I have two other people for that who will tell me when something looks like a rush job or isn't on brand. You get the idea. You need to surround yourself with people who will push you and listen to that group of people instead of looking outward to people online and trying to compare yourself to them. Doing that will honestly have you floating around aimlessly from goal and milestone and target to target and just forever feeling like you're not quite hitting the mark. Okay, so now that we know how I've gotten over the fear of starting and know we need to stop comparing, the last thing that has helped me to be more fearless is feeling empowered to run my day however I see fit. I would say this point goes hand in hand with not buying into the hustle culture of entrepreneurship, you know, where you feel like you have to work yourself to the bone or you're not doing enough. Over the last year, I've learned to work smarter rather than harder. Now, this is difficult to do especially in the beginning when there is so much to get done. But I have to say, there is truly a limit to how much one person can do in any given period. For some reason, there's this mentality that you're a fraud or not really running a business well if you don't look haggard and tired and aren't busy, busy, busy all the time. I've gone through that phase where I don't get up for hours or forget to eat lunch or drink water and then end up having a crick in my neck all the next day. And you know what? That lifestyle is not sustainable. It's definitely not why I started a business. For example, most Monday mornings, you probably won't find me in front of a computer until about 11 a.m., I tend to start my weeks off doing something more creative. I'll either go to my local nursery, hunting for plant deals, I'll run errands while everyone else is at work, or I'll do a DIY project outside before this Texas heat takes over. And on some days, I might even work on graphics. I love doing that for campaigns because it's a great creative outlet for me. I would say this point also goes hand in hand with my earlier point on comparison because you don't truly know how other people are spending every minute of their day. So you need to structure your day in a way that makes sense for your lifestyle, that makes sense for your business strategy, rather than based on what you think you should be doing because so-and-so on Instagram has 100K followers and they say this is how they structure their day. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am not the one for the I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning life. For example, today at 6 a.m. in the morning, I had taken a shower. That's not always the case at 6 a.m., but it was today. I had also checked my emails and was just thinking about sneaking in another task when I heard my two toddlers chatting in their room over the monitor. My younger daughter whispered to her sister, are you up? (laughs) They're so hilarious just listening in on their conversations. I love doing that. But she was asking her sister if she was up and she said, let's go to mom and dad's bed. Of course, my older daughter, who knows better, says, but it's still dark. We're supposed to stay in bed until it's light out. Before I know it, I hear footsteps pitter-pattering down the steps and into my bed. Some days, this happens at 5 a.m. So tell me how I'm going to be up at 4 a.m. working when these two cuties are in my bed trying to snuggle with me. The point here is, you just need to do what works for you. Okay, so those were a few tips on how I've gone from feeling like a fraud that has no right to call herself an entrepreneur to now being fearless as I work towards my biggest dreams. I hope you found this helpful. 
please share this episode with a friend and send me a DM or email with any other tips you have on going from fraud to fearless. You can email me at hi at she'soffscript.com. With that, I'll talk to you guys next week for another conversation that will hopefully lead us closer to creating our own unique blueprints for success. Bye. I'm so glad you made it to the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please go on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and write us a review. As always, don't forget to share this episode with your friends, family, colleagues, anyone who cares to listen. We'll talk to you next time.